welcome to episode 17 of the Badland Girls. I'm Destiny. And I'm Rhea. How you doing, Rhea? I am doing pretty good. I took um, last week, maybe the week before, uh, I'm lost in time. I took a week <laughs> off in May to handle a bunch of doctor's appointments and other personal appointments. And all of those appointments went really well. So I'm feeling really energized this week. And uh, it's my birthday next week. And me and Destiny and a bunch of our friends who usually get together for uh, virtual and pre-pandemic in-person game nights are having our first in-person get-together since this pandemic started. And I'm like vibrating with excitement about it. I got your invitation in the mail because Rhea did mail out invitations <laughs> and they look like um, BTS tickets. And I was like genuinely like hyped as if BTS had personally invited me to this party. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, yes, I'll be there. <laughs> I forgot to check in and, uh, and see if everybody got the invitations. Okay. But I decorated them with washi tape and stickers and just went to town. I was so excited to do those. So I'm glad you appreciated it. Oh, I'm beyond happy. I'm, I will be there at the party Ooh, without my mask because the CDC thinks we don't have to wear masks. Isn't that the dumbest decision? Well, it, it feels like it, you know, I it's interesting because I got a, a YouTube suggested video for like San Fernando Beach or whatever in California. I'm like, I don't live there. But they had just found out about that. They had just announced it. And they interviewed people on the street. And people on the street were like, I'm still going to wear a mask. Good. I hope that's the majority of people. Because I am. Yeah. I um, A friend of uh, mine uh, said that he was going to go to a movie just because he wanted to kind of get out. And it like coincided with him, with him deciding to go to this movie. Uh, like 20 minutes later, they're like, you can go into an indoor place without a mask. And he said he still was going to wear his mask. He just wanted to get out of the house for a bit. And then There's... I know we've talked about this, but he said he's going to wear a mask in grocery stores and in public from now on. He's like, I don't want the flu. Well, it just doesn't make sense. People are still getting COVID and there's variants. And if you mm -hmm. are vaccinated, you could still get a variant strain. So I don't really understand why uh they're saying you don't have to wear a mask anymore it doesn't think, make sense to me i think the reason behind it and this is my guess is that uh well i do think the vaccines are effective and i think the small gatherings are fine but i would not not wear a mask in a grocery store no way um but i think they really want to try and get people more people vaccinated because we kind of hit a wall of of how many people got vaccinated the numbers were going down and i think they really want to encourage more people to get vaccinated so they're kind of making this alluring prospect where it's like hey you can go back to pre-pandemic life if you get vaccinated and i'm like we're never going back to pre-pandemic life never no, we're not there's no back to normal i think it's a capitalist conspiracy to get everyone back to work and they don't actually care that people are dying and we're just gonna it's just gonna look bad <laughs> yeah like the only thing i can think of that's going to happen is and it's already starting to happen is that some high profile people have been getting covid even with the vaccine which is fine they're not getting as sick 
But then, you know, that's going to make people more doubtful. And also, mm-hmm. um, I think they just have to come to terms with the fact that, you know, most people these days are going to want to work remote now. Yeah. Most people are used to it. I'm used to it. Like, I actually would like to go back into the office because I am a social butterfly and I miss my coworkers. Yeah, see, but... that's, that's that's the beautiful, unique thing about you, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not everybody. Everybody else is like, let me stay home. Shoot. I actually uh, read, um, before they made this announcement, um, the, the old uh, idea was that enough people would get vaccinated that um, we could have this so-called herd immunity and then return to normal. But even the scientists admitted that so few people have gotten vaccinated at a rate that they're not happy with that we're never going to have herd immunity and we're going to have to deal with variants of this and spikes of it for the rest of our lives, like the flu. Yep. And that's why I don't trust it as a incentive to get people vaccinated because people just aren't doing it. Get mm-hmm. vaccinated. Like, I have relatives that won't do it because they're like, no, this is how zombie outbreak movies start. I'm, oh, for crap. And you know what's not helping? It They think it started in a lab. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff. And I my problem with that is, well, it's pretty obvious what my problem with that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even have to go into it. It's just, uh, I, I just recommend to everyone, get vaccinated if you can. If you can. Stay safe out there. Um, use common sense. You know what I said, Destiny? I am not. Ne- when conventions open again, I'm never going to another fucking comic convention without a fucking mask. That's true. I'm not That's either. A I'm always breeding ground. Yeah, any anywhere with lots and lots of people. God, if I trust myself to go out into it again, like I'm still not ready. I'm not ready for restaurants. I'm not ready for movie theaters. Like nothing's changed as far as I'm concerned. Like yeah. I'm vaccinated and I'm gonna go to small gatherings, but like I'm still gonna be as cautious as as I was last year. Mm-hmm. Same. And, like, the thing that uh, really just, like, blows my mind is, like, everyone just wants to rush back to society. And I don't think people realize, and when I say people, I mean rich people, I don't think they realize <laughs> that our society has fundamentally changed. And, like, a little thing to, that kind of irks me in this kind of new, this forcing just to go back is these movie trailers that say only in theaters... Yeah, there's a lot of, like I said, it's a conspiracy to get everybody to spend money and yeah. go, go back to work and feel bad for not going back to work. And uh, I, I fully believe that. Like, yeah. I, I use the word conspiracy jokingly, but like, I really do think it's just a ploy. I don't think it's actually about our well-being. I think it's more about money. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have to pull my teeth. I think they're going to be met with a very unhappy public because if one thing from this pandemic really exposed is that we're fucking done with capitalist bullshit a lot of people are just done with this shit well it's exposed so many of the problems mm-hmm. and well, well here's hoping i think you're a little more optimistic than i am oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i just see a trend of just like most people just like not necessarily like digging deep into the poli- politics issue of it 
but just kind of just like people being like, I don't want to do this. You know, I saw massive Mm -hmm. rejection of celebrity culture that fascinated me because that had a stronghold on our society and like most celebrities or like actors who are, you know, when they would, you know, brag about their, you know, living situations or say something stupid, they were swiftly taken down and shit on. And uh, yeah. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy a work of art or, or entertainment, but like the obsession with, you know, celebrity culture and what are they doing seems to have dwindled greatly. And I, I'm living for it. <laughs> but uh, back to this party. So I have <laughs> a series of goofy games that we're going to play. And uh, I actually have some stuff that I've been hoarding in my closet that I was going to ask you if you wanted and one of them is this tiny figure of Deanna Troy in her full Starfleet uniform, not the dress. Oh, of course I want it. <laughs> okay, I'll bring it. <laughs> Thank you. That's You're so welcome. exciting. I have, uh, I, well, I'll have birthday presents for you, but I have Christmas presents for a friend of the show, Tracy Mock, that I've had since fucking January. Oh, I love present giving just in general. I have favors for all of you guys and everything. So I love, like, exchanging stuff. So I'm very excited. But, yeah, uh, my dad found this little Deanna Troy, and he's like, do you want this? And I'm like, no, but I know someone who does. (laughs) Yeah, your friend who loves TNG more than the average chap. (laughs) I know you do, because every so often you'll bring up, remember when all those TNG people were at that (laughs) Comic-Con? Yeah, and I didn't. I wasn't a Star Trek fan yet, and I could have seen them. I could have met all of them. It would have been amazing. It would have been the best. Like, oh, and I didn't get the chance. But you know what? Maybe it'll happen again. Maybe I'll get my chance. I think you will. I honestly think you will. I hope so. I don't know. It it, it just seems so surreal to be like, conventions in the future? Like, it just doesn't (laughs) seem like it's ever going to happen. I know. I mean, like, I think about, like, big groups, and I'm just like, I don't don't know, man. I don't trust anybody. (laughs) I don't trust anybody. Like, people aren't going to be wearing masks, and who knows if they're vaccinated. Yeah. Well, I trust you. This makes me sad. I trust you. Well, I know we're both fully vaxxed, and we're still going to be careful. Yeah. Oh, how did your second shot go, by the way? Did it hurt? Are you okay? Uh, it hurt, but I felt fine. I had a little bit of sleepiness, but other than that, I was totally fine. Like, oh, okay. I was shocked at how well I did. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, did totally fine. I took the next day off just in case and probably didn't even have to do that. So, yeah, it, it went really well. Awesome. So, uh, do you have an Animal Crossing update for me? I sure do. (laughs) Hell yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, for those of you just tuning in, I uh, restarted playing New Leaf on the 3DS because I don't really care for New Horizons, which it's still a good game in a lot of ways. I just prefer New Leaf, that's all. I'm not saying... I'm not going to diss on, we've talked about my problems with New Horizons in previous episodes. So anyway, uh, my town is called Witch House and I forgot it was called that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Called it Witch House. I'm the mayor. Uh, I live there with a couple of frogs, a couple of dogs and a couple of bears. And I recently acquired 
an amiibo card for the unicorn Julian. <gasps> yes. So Julian is moving in soon. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm very excited. I ended up getting one of those like off-brand ones that somebody programmed. So like, but it works. So there's no problem. Uh, if there are any problems, I'll report that. But <laughs> so far, so good. Oh, that's awesome. Well, the official Nintendo ones are like 20 bucks. I'm not paying 20 bucks for an Amiibo card. No, that's awful. Oh, you've convinced me. I think I'm going to try and buy the off-brand Sanrio ones that sold out in five minutes. Yeah, the Target exclusive ones? Yeah. Yeah, I'll send you um, the link to the eBay seller that I... I don't know if they sell the Sanrio ones, but if they do, I will send you a link. But yeah, so that is what I'm doing to get this unicorn. He's smug. So, And I just had... My smug duck just moved out. So he's going to replace my smug duck, Quilson. And uh, I'm really excited. What else is going on in my town? Uh, the fishing tourney is today. And he's like, catch me a carp. There are any carp in the river today. I haven't been able to catch a carp at all. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I already have the gold trophy from the first fishing tourney we had. But I was hoping to at least get another trophy just, just for bragging rights. I haven't been able to catch any carp. Mm. That's one thing New Horizons has over New Leaf is I think the fishing tourney is a little more interesting. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like catch uh, as many fish within like three minutes, I think. Yeah. Or he'll have like different goals, like catch big size fish only, small size fish only. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. New Leaf, he's like, just bring me a carp, please. If the biggest carp wins. And they, and they don't measure the fish anymore, I don't think, in New Horizons. Uh, yeah, no. It just, uh, they just kind of like quantity over uh, mm. uh, quality here. Well, I hope you find yeah. a carp. I hope I find a you. carp, too. Thank you. I have until <laughs> 6 p.m. So, uh, and we finally have Brewsters. We have coffee. Uh, the shop? Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. Yep. Working at the coffee shop, doing that, which is the main thing I missed from New Horizons. Dude, uh, you were just... not the only one. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I people were building their own coffee shops in the game because they missed him so much. But he's so chill and you can just work there and get everybody's drinks. And I'm DJ KK has come in twice. I'm just, you know, not going to brag, but I am going to brag. Dropped a name there. And um, so, you know, it's pretty hopping. Oh, it cracks me up when you go see DGKK and you just happen to see one of your villagers there and they're just like jamming away. Yeah, dancing all alone in this yeah. huge club. <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. What is the name of the, the guy who runs the club? Uh, Dr. Shrunk. Thank you. I couldn't remember his name. He's an axolotl. That's such a weird animal they chose for him. I love it. I know. It's so weird. Like, just this weird salamander? Or is it a salamander? It kind of looks like one, yeah. <laughs> They're cool. That's I played so this awesome. game. Yeah, it is. I, I'm excited. Like, this, this town is going good. We've got our third store upgrade. Um... I've been building a lot of public works. I forgot that your villagers recommend them to you. So like depending on their personality type, they'll recommend different things. So I'm getting things that I didn't get the first time I played. Ooh. 
Like yeah. what? Um, I got a Zen streetlight, which I had never had before. Because I didn't have a cranky villager living there in my first game. I, I uh, for some reason, but I have a cranky bear named Vladimir. He's pink and he's sassy. And he recommended a Zen streetlight. So I got one of those. I have an illuminated tree. Um, I'm trying to think. I think those are it for now. But I'm, I'm trying to build a sector that's going to be like all bamboo and Zen stuff. And then another sector that's all fairy tale stuff. Ooh, so nice. that's what I'm working on. Thank you. And, and that really concludes the Animal Crossing update. Uh, I'll keep y'all posted. Please, it's so much fun, and I hope it inspires people to pick up this game because really, uh, all the Animal Crossing installments have their have their unique fun qualities. And New Leaf, like New Horizons, built on how good New Leaf was. Yeah, New Leaf and, is Chef's kiss. Yes, uh, the only I I think uh, the biggest difference is that like. New Leaf is like a perfect balance of like some of the older elements of the game that were very charming and fun. That New Horizons, they kind of wanted to start from scratch on some of the stuff and and give you more freedom to do some stuff, which it depends on what kind of player of Animal Crossing you are, if you prefer that or not. But New Leaf had so many cool things about it. That was like the first game I was truly just like, my eyes were glued to my 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> well, New Horizons took a lot from the mobile game, uh, Pocket Camp. Oh yeah, I played a bunch of that too, man. I did too. I got tired of it eventually, but it, it was a cool game. Uh, when I when everybody was playing it, when you had a lot of like friend interactions, because a lot of stuff depended on that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that would be a problem going back to New Leaf, but really, you don't have to have other players. Like, granted. I did join a discord to like make sure I had people I could trade fruit with and furniture with. And my roommate is playing it as well. So we've been visiting each other a lot and like doing Island tours together, but oh you don't God. really need that social aspect. Um, the only thing I really am sad about is that since nobody, nobody carries around a 3ds anymore, I can't street pass with anyone. Oh, that was such a cool thing. Remember when you'd street pass and you'd go to the plaza and you'd give me, your little character would give me like a balloon or an ice cream and you could go yes. look at their house and order furniture? It was the best. That's how I got all the um, stationary furniture first time around uh, because somebody I street passed with had it. And like, I don't know how I'm going to get that now. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of benefits to street passing. I'm hoping... There's like a 3DS revival. Some celebrity makes it cool again and people will start carrying around their 3DSs again because I'm doing it and I'm not a celebrity so I can't get a movement going. When uh, you should you should bring your 3DS to uh, Tr or Tracy's when you have your party so we can street pass. I'm desperate. I don't, okay, I will. I'll, I'll find my cartridge and I'll do it just for you. I would love that. That would make my day. And I'll, I'll bug Tracy too. Turn on your 3DS. <laughs> oh my God, please. I, I will, I will message Tracy before this party and just be like, Hey, track down your 3DS, turn it on, have Animal Crossing, please for destiny. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm definitely doing this. This sounds like fun. <laughs> I'm very excited. This is exciting. I'm really hyped now. Like I was already hyped for this party, but like, this is... <laughs> This is icing on the cake. This is the cherry on the sundae. Oh my god. 
Oh, well, let's go into our regulars. Yeah. Uh, what was the last movie you watched? I finally, finally, after like having it on my list for a long time and avoiding it, not av- actually avoiding is the wrong word, just not catching it. I finally watched Insidious. Oh, really? I don't think yeah. I've ever seen that myself. How was it? It was fucking great. Fuck. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you like describe the plot a little? Because there's so many of these movies. I really can't remember what this one's about. Sure. It's about this family. Uh, Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne are a husband and wife. And they have uh, three young children. And one of their children becomes afflicted by this strange... Um, well, actually, no. First, weird shit starts happening around their house, and they move. Uh, because they're just too spooked by all the weird, like, ghosty happenings in their home. But then in the new house, weird shit keeps happening, and then one of their children becomes afflicted with this, um... I don't even understand. He's He essentially goes into a coma for no reason. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there's, like, this cabal of demon eh, not a cabal but like a group of demons and ghosts trying to get his soul and like, there's like a really big bad one that's like after him so they have to call in this like ghost hunter slash medium lady like poltergeist style to uh save him and it's good Ooh. yeah it's james wan directed um i uh really didn't know what to expect but i was super into this i really enjoy those conjuring movies so i it's kind of like i also kind of feel bad that i haven't seen this because this was the thing yes put them on the map of horror and uh, so i need to watch it (laughs) yeah no please uh check it out i'm gonna try to track down the sequels because i think there's two sequels Mm mm-hmm and uh, watch those because I I cannot believe I uh, hadn't seen it yet yet and it just happened to be on streaming so nice. Also, James Wan loves Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yes, I mean I don't know he's kind of a dreamboat. I I, I get it. I think yeah. he's kind of underrated, and so I'm kind of happy that he's in these horror movies. He's in a lot, though. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've, I've been following him since Angels in America. Oh, so really? I, I didn't even know he was in that girl. Okay, maybe I'm dumb oh, yeah. about saying he's underrated. <laughs> no, no, you're not dumb. But yeah, no, he's he's uh, in a lot. And I, I really like him. He, he doesn't seem to say no to a lot of roles. He's got he's kind of versatile. Yeah. But yeah, he plays the Mormon in Angels in America, which is my favorite HBO miniseries. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's bombastic in all the right ways. What was the last movie you watched? Well, I have been watching a few of the Turner Classic Movie Film Festival movies they have on HBO Max right now. Um, I guess that they usually have like a yearly film festival where they have actors and they discuss classic movies. But because of COVID, they couldn't do it. So they just put their whole programming schedule on um, HBO Max. And the actors that they're highlighting this year is a very diverse uh, set. It's Ali McGraw from Love Story, uh, Danny Glover, and Martin Short. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that's such a wonderful uh, group of actors that, you know, you don't see talked about in this kind of like 
classic film context, so I th- I'm kind of excited to watch some of their films. Uh, but I watched uh, a few of these on there that they kind of highlighted. I watched Bullet for the first time, which is such a phenomenal movie. I cannot believe I've never seen it before. I've never seen it. I need to track it down. Or I guess oh. it's on HBO Max now. I can watch it. Yeah, like, I love uh, watching movies like this and just watching old movies in general because you, if you, like, watch a lot of movies like me and Destiny do... It's fun to watch old movies because you can see how many movies were influenced by certain classic pillars of cinema in the past. And watching Bullet, you can just see the echoes of it throughout over time. And it is cool as fuck. Steve McQueen is so cool in that movie. Yeah, he's great. I've only seen him in like kind of low stakes romance movies. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. The stuff he's known for, I feel like I have not seen. And then, like, just the movies where he's like, I'm with Natalie Wood <laughs> are the ones that I've seen. <laughs> See, that's so you, though, because I know you love Natalie Wood. <laughs> I do. She's my queen. They have a feature uh, of West Side Story on here, and they have interviews with Rita Marino and, uh, oh, my goodness, I can never remember the oh, name of that actor. Jeff. I did see George Chakri and... Um, Russ Tamblin? Russ Tamblin, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did see that. I'm going to watch that because I know that the trailer for the Spielberg one is out and I haven't steeled myself to watch it yet. Mm. Okay. Uh, and then the other movie, the one, uh, another movie that I watched that was new to me was The Thin Man from the uh, mid 1930s. It's based off a Dashiell Hammett novel, which he's one of my favorite detective writers. And I never actually got into Nick and Nora Charles. I liked kind of Dashit's more grumpy loner detectives, but I've actually appreciated this movie a lot. It was super cute and fun, and I really loved it. I can't believe I haven't watched it before this. I haven't seen those either, and I've always wanted to, because I like those actors a lot. Mm. Yeah, they're great. And then just yesterday, I rewatched The Maltese Falcon after not seeing it for many years. I think the last time I watched it was when I was 19. That movie still holds up immensely. Another Dashiell Hammett, Hammett uh, adaptation. Nice. Oh, you did dive into the classics. I'm super <laughs> hot. I'm curious to see what Danny Glover movies they picked for this festival because, like, he did a lot of, like, kid movies when I was growing up in the 90s. And, like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, my frame of reference for him is, like, I... Just haven't seen a lot of his movies, so it's going to be good to, like, dive into that. Yeah, I know one of them is The Color Purple. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. That movie's... Like, there's certain movies that my family kind of holds close as, like, family classics that they show all the kids and they, like, pass on the generation. It's in our blood to love that movie, and Color Purple is that one of those movies. That's awesome. There's also another movie on there. I can't remember the title of it, but my dad had seen it and he said it was excellent. So okay, I'll look that up. I and trust put your dad's opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's he's got good taste. So yeah. Um, for people who are just now listening to this show on the Abnormal Mapping Network, like Rhea's dad is a big influence on both of us. It's <laughs> so true. Uh, if you want to go to our website badlandgirls.com and track down the i think i believe it's like the fourth episode of our show we interview your dad yeah 
and he's a great guy. He's got a lot of great stories. I think I believe that episode is called Who's Dead in North Platte? <laughs> <laughs> too many people now. Yeah, too many. Far too many. Poor, poor 40 on the ground. <laughs> All right, and now let's move on to... Oh, oh Badland Girl. girl. That's, That's my, my jam. jam. Destiny, what's your jam? It's just the whole St. Vincent album, Daddy's Home. Oh, mine's coming in the mail. Oh, I, uh, I'm i a heathen and I just listened to it on Spotify, but it's fucking good. It's the last signal, like, uh, the last signal, the last single she released before the album came out was really good. Down, I think. Yeah, down and out downtown or something like that. Yeah. The the Spotify version has like little uh interviews with her and like she's explaining kind of each song and why like what was the like impetus to write it and it was really like cool to see inside of her creative process cuz she really just writes songs about not only does she kind of embody characters and different perspectives, she like does a lot of stuff around about people in her life and i don't know i really liked that like seeing that insight i really like that spotify does that so i'll definitely listen to that with the tidbits because she just seems like she is one of like the great modern american songwriters and i really would love to see hear more about her creative process oh definitely yeah she um I've I've loved her for years and she's always been fascinating. She did a really good Mark Marin interview that we might put in the show notes that uh kind of also goes into her process. She's she likes to talk about her process too. She's pretty open about that and I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's just fun. as somebody as I admire. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, this album is very like it's very New York. It's very like 70s influenced, but it's also I don't know. It's got a lot of um, heart. There's a lot of tenderness. I I really like it. Awesome. What's your jam, Rhea? Well, my jam is the completely catchy and silly Katy Perry uh, Pokemon collab. (laughs) Electric. So I didn't even know this existed. Oh, yeah. So earlier this year... For the Pokemon is 25 years old, if you can believe it. And um, earlier this year, they announced that they were working with certain pop artists on collaborations for uh, songs about some significant Pokemon. I guess Post Malone did one. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. I guess it came out earlier this year. But the big one that I cared about, because I like Katy Perry, is Katy Perry did one uh, where it featured Pikachu. And so... Her song is called Electric. The music video is her and Pikachu at a lighthouse. And then they like envision their past when she was just an up and coming like teenage singer and Pikachu was still Pichu. And they kind of like, (laughs) they kind of influence her past self to, you know, join a talent show and find confidence in herself. And, you know, just watching it, it was just like, man, I really wish Pokemon were real. again just watching it it's like yeah Katy Perry always had a Pichu with her and it evolved into Pikachu it just felt so natural it was it was bizarre I had a bizarre out-of-body experience watching this music video 
<laughs> yeah, um, apparently there was a poke like a virtual post Malone concert featuring Pokemon. That is the one, yes. Okay. That's wild. Tracy loves it. She said watch the whole thing. She said it reminded her of Pokemon Snap. I'm gonna watch it because I uh I, I was a latecomer to Pokemon, but I fucking love Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was also a latecomer. So when going back to Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing really rekindled my love for video games. And I never really was a fan or of Nintendo IP. And so when I got Animal Crossing on the 3DS, it was all of a sudden I was playing all these Nintendo games I'd never played before. And I played my first Pokemon on that 3DS, Pokemon X. Also my first Pokemon. And I love that one. That one holds a special place in my heart because it was Paris. <laughs> <laughs> have you played Sword or Shield? I have played. I played um, Sword. I really like Sword okay. a lot too. Yeah, I played Shield and I'm not done with it. I'm one badge away from finishing the badges, but I uh, super love it. Yeah. I was actually, since I've gotten into Pokemon Snap a lot, I was actually thinking of finally buying that ex- the expansion pack they had. Cause I'm kind of in a Pokemon mood. Yeah, do it. I'm, I'm going to pick up. I think I'm going to go to target after we are done recording and pick up Pokemon snap. Oh, I really love it. And I think you will too. I'm excited. It's a lot of fun. It's super fun. I've really I played enjoying. The sh- oh yeah. No, I played the shit out of the original. Like that was a game I would replay. Like I didn't replay a lot of games but I replayed that game a lot growing up. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon has completely distracted me. I also uh, was trying to attempt to start the next chapter in my Yakuza journey. So that's Yakuza 4. And uh, it's fun, but already I'm at I'm like at a crossroads with this game because it's not Kiryu-focused all, all the time. It's four different guys. <laughs> and the first guy I'm playing is not Kiryu, which I'm like, what? Uh, why the fuck am I even playing this? Uh-huh. So, also, I guess I have to bite the bullet. I, everyone's been raving about that goddamn new Resident Evil. Uh, I cannot believe you haven't tried to play that. Why not? I know. What's the... I, okay, first of all, I am not a big fan of first-person games. I am very bad at oh, them. Oh, okay. And secondly, I just, like... I don't know. It's just hard for me. I, I'm not good at first person games and that game looks scary and I think I'll be bad at it. And so <laughs> that's like the other Aww. thing too. I wish we could just play together. Like that's a game I would play with somebody else. Oh yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. We might have to arrange something. I don't know. <laughs> like get together every other week and play some uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be fun. I haven't been playing anything but Stellaris still. Uh, my my space, my Galactic Empire game. Uh, what else have I been playing? Uh, that's kind of it at the moment. Just uh, still getting my new leaf to get my, my city together. Um, I also, just going back to music, I listened to the original recording of Jackson by Johnny uh, and June Cash and that song has been stuck in my head every day ever since we talked about it on the last podcast <laughs> it's such a catchy song 
It is so catchy. Like, I have my ups and downs with country music, but I really like classic country. Like, that's what I've decided. Uh, it just, I don't know. It hits, it, it, it's very melodic and like, I love the way everybody sings kind of flat and just, I don't know. It's just the country I like, I guess. <laughs> and it, it hits all the buttons. It's fine. Classic country, in my opinion, is still the best. Uh, just the, the personalities, too, of the people. They had a lot of big mm-hmm. personalities in country music, and it's fascinating. And um, I'm sure it's what makes that podcast so great. <laughs> oh, Cocaine and Rhinestones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about it every episode until somebody <laughs> writes in and says, I finally started listening to Cocaine and Rhinestones. It's going to be me. I need to start listening to it. It's um, so good. That first season is so good. And it took him three years to release the second season. Oh, man, the <laughs> it's amount so... of research that must have went into that. Whoa. He only uses books. That's what uh, he only uses books and he um, does it all himself. Oh, and that's awesome, though. He He's the son of a country singer, um, the guy that hosts it. And so he's like, I've been hearing these stories my whole life. And so I'm trying to like verify what's true and what's not and he tries to get as close to the truth as possible and he for the second season he got access to the nashville some sort of museum in nashville like a country music museum Mm -hmm. and he got access to their archives so of course he got exposed to even more research so that's why that season took so long that's really cool though wow yeah, it's really cool. Um, I super love it. I don't know what it is about that. I just think it's it's well-researched. I think that's all it took for that to be one of my favorite podcasts. Like, I oh, wish yeah. there was a version. I wish there was a cocaine and rhinestones for every genre. I wish there was a hip-hop cocaine and rhinestones. I wish there was a fucking punk rock cocaine and rhinestones. Um, I wish there was somebody that did that kind of research for every genre and just released a podcast for it. <laughs> no Dogs in Space is pretty good for punk. Uh, What's that? That's Marcus's podcast uh, from Last Podcast on the Left with his wife. And he just, nice. they just do it in seasons where they deep dive into a band. And the first season they did was, uh, um, oh shit. The Stooges, Iggy Pop and the Stooges. <gasps> Ooh. And they've done the Ramones, the Cramps, Suicide. And right now they're working through the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's funny too. His wife is super funny. <laughs> Speaking of wives of last podcast on the left, guys. Um, Henry Zabrowski's wife, Natalie Jean, has a podcast with Amber Nelson called um, Someplace Underneath about like missing women have you listened to it not yet but i'm fascinated like it's on my list (laughs) yeah i heard i heard some ads for it i heard it was really good and i want to listen to it too i heard they did the first few episodes on uh david miscavige's wife the uh scientology guy oh my god yeah so i'm i'm ready i'm ready to listen to that (laughs) oh man that sounds amazing. Yeah, I need to branch out because I've just been listening to old episodes of last podcast just to sometimes just to get me through the day, just to kind of like, so I don't have to focus through hard. Oh, as going back to Jackson, I did listen to Trixie Mattel's um, uh, covers album. And How is it? She, it's good. 
She does a beautiful, slow country version of Believe by Cher. Ooh. And like there an was... auto harp version of Video Games by uh, Lana... Lana Del Rey? Uh-huh. Okay, God, for some reason I forgot her name. <laughs> That's okay. She's very forgettable. No, I'm just kidding. I'm mean. <laughs> I'm mean. I'm a mean person. I've been watching a lot of like uh, un old un videos and uh, some, some of Trixie Mattel's easy uh, bake oven videos, which are fascinating. Just seeing all the different types of easy bake ovens. She's got a pretty good YouTube channel. Like, yeah, <laughs> she she does makeup stuff and then she just makes things in like easy bake ovens. It's so cute. <laughs> it is. My one I just watched was. A fan sent her one they found in their basement of a Pizza Hut Easy Bake Oven they had that was made in 76. Oh. And uh, she showed the back of it and was like, oh, look, look at these children enjoying it. She's like, these kids are dead. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be dead. They might be Generation Xers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also currently watching a mukbang uh, she's doing with kimchi, who I absolutely adore. Kimchi's cute. Yes. They're eating a bunch of Korean food together, which makes me super hungry because I haven't had lunch yet. So. Oh, I, I feel like the only Korean restaurant in town closed down. So like It did. And I think the only other quote unquote Korean restaurants are those like really ridiculous uh, barbecue places where they flip a shrimp in your mouth. And that's mostly oh. Chinese food done on a grill. I wouldn't necessarily oh. call that Korean. I thought it was Japanese food. <laughs> See? I don't even know. I don't uh, know. There's so many fusion places, too. So you might be able to get Korean food. Yeah. And, I'm at, sad like, uh, that we don't have a Korean restaurant here. I was actually yeah. thinking about, I'd like to try some Korean food, but. Yeah, I, I only went once. Yeah, I only went once to the Korean place and I had like a bunch of vegan food and it was really good. Awesome. Oh, I did go to that okra place, though. That place was great. Oh, that's an African restaurant. Yeah, that place yeah. is fucking... If you live in the Omaha area, area and you haven't had okra near Xarban, please go. Support yes. okra. That place was delicious. My mom mm-hmm. loved it, too. She picked up a bunch of stuff off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> the plantains, though. Dude, the plantains. Yes, that was what she was picking off my plate. So- <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, I could talk about restaurants all day. I feel like oh, I've I gone know. to every restaurant in the area because of, or, you know, I haven't gone, but I've gotten delivery from every restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, like, that's one of my favorite things about Destiny, dear listeners, is that she has introduced me to a bunch of new and delicious types of food. I have such a sophisticated palate now because of her. Because of me? Yeah. Oh, I never ate lovely. sushi before you. I never oh ate sushi God, before you. Oh my God, that's right. The first time we had sushi, this is a story actually. <laughs> it was, was it the day before or the day after we recorded Badland Girls, the first Badland Girls? It was the day after. So we recorded our very first episode of this podcast way back in 2015. I don't even know. Uh, 2012. Year. 2012. Oh my God. And, uh, Rhea had avocado rolls that didn't agree with her, I believe. Yes. 
I also you had off. a sinus headache that wasn't helping anything. Oh, you poor baby. So it was a mixture of like mucus and avocado. <laughs> <laughs> and you puked on the street in front of my house after yes, you dropped I did. me off. I didn't uh, want to let you know I was sick. So once you closed the door, I opened the car door and barfed on the street and then drove baby. home crying. Aw, my poor friend. <laughs> but yep, so I always think of that whenever I think of you having sushi. I'm like, she had sushi, but and it was her first time and she liked it. But then she got horribly ill. And I remember yeah. you couldn't eat avocado for a while after that. Yeah, it was a long fucking time. You were the first person who also introduced me to like Mediterranean food. Like I never had hummus before. Uh, you and I went to that one place, Elbasha. Yeah, Elbasha. And you're still introducing me to stuff. Like, pre-pandemic, your birthday in 2019, when we went to the Taj, that was the first time I had Indian food. <gasps> that makes me so happy. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, I'm, I am uh, I like to have a big dinner party for my birthday because I like having all my different pockets of friends all intermingle because I feel like they'd all really like each other. And uh, I try to pick a restaurant that's, like, something I don't usually get to get, so it's special, but something that, like, I think all my friends would like. And I have friends with, like, a bunch of different diets. Like, I have vegan friends and gluten-free friends. So I try to pick something that, like, accommodates everyone. So one year we did Indian food, and, oh, that was the best party. That was the best. (laughs) It was. That was a really good party because there was a new group of friends that I hadn't met all of them yet. It was your D&D group. And I got to meet all of them and they were just wonderful. Oh, they loved you too. I, uh, that my, I didn't even play D and D group or excuse me. My D and D group has changed so much since that first configuration. Cause like one girl moved away and I had other friends like drop, like they're still friends, but they don't play D and D anymore. So like the group is completely different now. Really? Oh yeah. Like we've been playing virtually ever since the pandemic started and we're about to meet in person for the first time. And a a lot of them I'm meeting literally in person for the first time. Like, cause it's such a different group. Yeah. (laughs) Are you doing this tomorrow? No, no, no. Uh, we meet every other Wednesday. So two weeks from, uh, Wednesday or one week from this upcoming Wednesday, I'm going to meet them all. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. When we have our next episode, I want to update on this because I, I apparently I'm like, oh, you know, a person who's safely been adhering to pandemic rules is going out. I'm fascinated. But if I see, <laughs> but if I see that you've been going out all pandemic, I fucking hate you without a uh, mask. Like <laughs> I, tr- I try to not judge because I know that people are lonely, but I'm like, you got to be careful. I don't want you getting sick. Yeah. Like, That's I don't care if you is. go out, if you have a mask on, but there is a coworker of mine. Ooh, my God. She has been posting since the height of this pandemic at every bar she goes to without a fucking mask on. It drives me up the wall. We have a large, um, like, population of people that work in India at my company, and they post on Yammer, and they're going through it right now. Like, it's yeah. really bad. It's as bad over there as it was here a year ago and they're posting all the stuff that we were posting at the beginning of the last year where it was just like wear a mask wash your hands don't touch your face and it's heartbreaking to see Mm. it and i i I don't want i want to do something to help i don't know what to do so if anybody has any suggestions of how to like send love to india um but yeah we don't you know that's why I think Rhea and I are just like 
we can, you still have to be careful because things could get bad again. Yeah. There's you, no reason like, why they won't. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, I told you about that California video I saw right after the CDC said it, it was okay. Well, in addition to talking to people on the street who were like, we're still going to wear masks, um, they talked to a shop owner and he said he didn't know what he was going to do. He said he was going to discuss it with the other shop owners, but he said he figured most people would still be wearing masks. And then he said, I think it's going to spike again in the fall. I think it is. I think it is too. I think that's exactly what happened with H1N1 and it's going to happen with this. Yep. Oh, and this has lasted so long. I know, God. <laughs> All right. I I guess we're, are we going to end on a bummer? Is there like a happy note we can end on? <laughs> do you have any like cat stories or something we can? Oh, I do. <laughs> I'll end with a happy cat story. How about this? So yes. on our last virtual game night, I revealed to everyone that I shaved my pussy, which is just basically means I shaved Thor. Because his fur was out of control. He was puking up a lot of hairballs and it was disgusting. So after I shaved him, every time for a week, every time I would come into a room, he would run out of it like I was going to harass him again. And he kept, <laughs> his dis- he kept his distance from me. He was so wary of me. And then this week, he has been glued to my side. He slept on my chest. He sleeps in my bed. He curls up right next to me. I think his mindset was, was that when I shaved him, he's like, how dare you shave me? This is the worst thing you've ever done to me. And then after (laughs) he got used to it, he's like, wait a minute. This is the best thing you've ever done to me. I love you. (laughs) Aww. He's like accepting what you did and he understands you did it for his better being. Yeah. And he hasn't puked up a hairball since. So that's a win for me. Yay. Shaved pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, for listening to this episode of Babylon Girls, you can find uh, more information and show notes at our hosted. We're hosted on Abnormal Mapping, so that is where we're at at abnormalmapping.com slash badlandgirls. And we're on your favorite podcast uh, app like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher. And you can email us questions or comments at badlandgirls at gmail.com. Oh my and God, please email us. Please yes. email us. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, we were I'm interjecting. Our email before the show started. Our, yeah, our email is all spam. I just want I just want a hello. Like, I don't even need, you don't have to give, if you don't have anything to say, just say hi. Just say yeah, hi and how fine. you're doing. We've missed yeah, you. Yeah, we love that shit. Oh, fuck yeah. But uh, until next time. Always, always pizza, pizza rolls. rolls.